Blog Talk Radio. Oh, fuck you. Fine until you started playing that, and I got a little bit teary-eyed, a little bit weepy. You're right, though. It was a great run. Got a lot to say. Got a Enough. Get rid of Willie. <laughs> it in. Yeah, I think you really touched upon it, Jim. Right there, off the bat. The hockey season's over. That's what I'm bummed about. I mean, I, I like football and everything, but hockey's my bread and butter, and uh, just it was a long season. It was a harrowing season. It was a successful season, but there's still a lot of bitterness that dwells within me, and I, I think I'm, I may be a little bit more delusional, I don't know, than some Ranger fans in some facets. And I, I don't know, I need you guys to kind of ground me in what I think happened and what I thought should have happened. Uh, hey, I'm a bit what off. happened? Hey, what happened? Uh, I have been arguing with a lot of my Ranger hey, fans. Hey, what happened? Uh, friends who have... I guess kind of taking the more mature route. <laughs> if I, I oh, fuck that, <laughs> yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> fuck that. Yeah, exactly. Sure. <laughs> so I don't know if it's, it's just me being a little bit sour grapes, which I <laughs> certainly am. How could I not be? 
Oh, an aristocrat. This is our team. Uh, you know, this is, uh, you know. And I, I don't think it's a lot of the complaints that the I see a lot around the interwebs about the officiating. I have no problem. I mean, I did have a problem at the time with the officiating, but I think the Reggie should have overcome that. But we'll get into all that. So good evening, everybody. I'm glad that we're all here to commiserate and rejoice because, you know, we were the Eastern Conference champions, and I think we, we deserve to be proud of that. And uh, certainly uh, we never, and I don't think there's anybody here that expected the Rangers to go to the Stanley Cup. I mean, we may have predicted them to win the division because, you know, we thought they had it. But to go to the Stanley Cup uh, is a privilege and an honor, and they did it. And uh, I don't think anybody uh, – I just remember a lot of the banter before, as the season started or before it started was we didn't make any changes. We didn't do anything except switch coaches. And apparently that's that worked. So now – Elaine Vigneault has a better grip of the system, what we have, and he'll hopefully bring his players in and the type of players um, that he needs. A first-year coach, and you go to the Stanley Cup, I don't think that's anything to be ashamed of. So that's where I'm standing. And I know a lot of everybody's uh, already the, the, the hot stove. I don't know what they call it in hockey. It's really hot out. The humidity stove is... Uh, percolating with who's going to stay, who's going to go, and I'm sure we can get into that maybe towards the end of the show and certainly talk about it in the off-season as well. So the long and short of it is I'm doing okay, Jim. Good. Uh, you know, uh, just a kind of weird fact off the top of, the, off, off the top of my head here. The, the last three times the Rangers have made the Stanley Cup Finals, was with a, each, year, each time was with a first-year head coach. That's right, Fred Shiro, uh, um, Keenan. Yep. Wow, and who's the other guy? Vino. Oh, oh that's right. <laughs> so let's. Uh, no, I thought there was there had to be somebody earlier, right? <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just saying <clears throat> the last three times they've gone to the finals. Oh, last three times, right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I'd have to go back and study history. It may have happened one or two other times that they made it to the finals, you know, with, I don't know, maybe Muzz Patrick as head coach in his first Uncooked. year. I don't know. Uncook or, yeah, whatever, Frank Boot. Actually, I think um, I'll have to, I'd have to go look or somebody could look it up. When they won the cup in 1940, that may have been Frank Boucher's first year as coach. Could be. And if I'm right yeah. about that, I am quite the historian. <laughs> you are quite the historian. So why don't you go first? Usually I go I go ahead with my opinion, and then you give the more saner opinion. Maybe because I, I tried to take I tried to get a barometer of how you felt, and I think you're kind of in the more calmer, realistic thing than I am. I'm still I'm still very bitter. I'm a bitter old man. <laughs> All right, so go ahead. You go with your. I mean, you know, obviously, you get your your team gets to the. You know, you 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 maintain 
your realistic approach when it comes to a season like when your team has a season like this, where they, when they achieve the unexpected, where they come out of nowhere. You know, I mean, like you know, like we had the you had the Rangers this year, and you've had you've had our I think ninety uh, nine. I think the Knicks made a run that, that came out of nowhere, and the Mets made a run in there that came out of nowhere. We've had two two runs by the Giants that come out of nowhere. Where you know where you know they're not a where you know there's better teams out there and they're going to face better teams, but you know the optimist in you always hopes that you know that you're going to catch one more break, one more lucky bounce, one more goal, one more power play, whatever it be. But look, I mean, the Kings, you know, they haven't won the, the Cup two, twice in four years or three years by accident. They're a good team. They're a very good team. They're a Cup-winning team. And I think a team that's that good in a long series is going to find a way to the breaks and you make your own luck in this world. And you know, a couple of times they made their own luck. Did they, were they, were they beneficial to some bad officiating? Yes. Am I going to blame the series on it? Absolutely not. Cause I'll go back to what I said the other night. That's what losers do. The Rangers have nothing despite what this idiot fuck face girl bloggers said the other night when the game was over, the Rangers have absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. They left it all on the ice. There is no shame in losing to the Los Angeles Kings, but it still sucks. <laughs> At the end of the day, it still hurts, and you still you hate it because you just think because it eats at you. You know, one goal, one shot off the post could have made all the difference. How many times did the Rangers hit the post in Game Five? Three, three times, I think. Yeah. You know, every pass becomes, you know, they got, and I honestly, I honestly didn't, I got to the point, I have an ebb and flow in games, no matter what sport it is, where I'll get to a point where I don't think there's any way my team is going to win the game, or I don't think there's any way they're going to lose the game. And I just, just the way Hank was playing, and I thought the Rangers were kind of holding their own and getting chances, I didn't think there was any way they were going to lose that game. I didn't. I, I thought to myself, if this takes five overtimes, I don't care because they're not losing this game. And as soon as that rebound came out, I I didn't even have to look. I said the game's over. And sure enough, boom, game over. Nick and I were watching the game together, and I immediately shut the TV off. As soon as the puck went in the net, the TV was off. That was it. I was done. I wasn't going to watch them celebrate. Uh, and that was it. So that's my take. It's upsetting, but hey, look, I'm proud of them. We haven't had, you know, 40 years of being a Ranger fan. We've had three seasons anywhere close to this. Maybe four. Exactly. And we'll, uh, they, I, they they earned a trophy. Let me just finish my thought. They earned a trophy. They'll raise a banner. It's just not the trophy, and it's just not the banner. Well, uh, excuse me. I definitely, I, I echo what you said about being proud and and all that stuff. But I felt like I know this sounds weird. Maybe it sounds weird, but I think the Rangers deserved a lot better fate 
than what's going to wind up in the history books. Now, I know you lose four games to three, you lose four games to one, four games to none. It's all the same. You're lost. But for weeks previous, a week previous, two weeks previous, the whole year previous, I had to hear how great the Western Conference was and how so much more dominant than they was. And that smug Keith Jones saying the Rangers will only touch the, 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 uh, the, the what you call it, trophy there, the uh, Wales Conference trophy. That's the only thing. That, and it wound up he was right, that smug, plastic-head bastard. He was right. But you can't tell me that the Los Angeles Kings are miles above the New York Rangers when it took two double overtimes and overtime, a 3 nothing loss, which they outshot the Kings 2-1. to Granted, Johnson Quick played great in that game. They deserved to win. But you can't tell me that they are head and shoulders above the New York Rangers. Better. Because... If they were, they would have handled the Rangers in regulation. And every all, well, Henrik, Henrik. We're used to seeing playing Henrik lights out. That's how he plays out the majority of the season. He plays like that. Right. I, so you know, I, I, think... I don't want to hear. Chris Kreider doesn't score on a breakaway. I mean, once you get to overtime, and you know this as well as I do, Jim and the fans listening at home, that any stupid bounce can wind up in the net. And you're right. right. Good teams find a way to win. But if you've got to get to that point in a game where a bounce or a, a giveaway, did you already? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there it determines is. Determines the game's outcome. Yes. Yes. I have never seen a player... Fold under pressure like Gerardi. <laughs> he put in some wait, of the wait, wait. worst. Can I just can I just stop you for just one second? I just want to officially announce that we are done lauding the 2013-14 New York Rangers, and we have officially moved into blame. <laughs> the blame finger is out. I the fact that the Rangers and. The fact that the Rangers, first of all, take that Zuccarello line, Broussard, and, and, and Pouliot, the offensive penalty machine, those guys carried that team. You cannot have – and they still went to three overtimes with this team. The Rangers had a first line that was ineffective, to say the least. A third line that was ineffective, to say the least. A fourth line that played beautifully. Defense didn't contribute zero offensively in, in the Stanley Cup. And they detracted by playing awful. Awful. Dan Girardi, hang it up. If that's how you're going to play, hang it up. Guess what? Guess what? You're dead to me. <laughs> that's right. You are a buffoon. Ooh. It was Danny hand grenades. He was giving the puck. I don't know what was going on with this guy. I have no idea. Mark Stahl, you are a wimp. He could not clear the net. 
he was totally not. This is due to how physical L.A. was. Let's give kudos to their forwards. Their forwards drive the net. He was inept. He was inept. Their best defensemen were McDonough and Strawman. Strawman stepped up big time. And, of course, Pierre Maguire and the other guy talking about how much money he's going to get in the offseason, which, you know, they're going to jack up the price on him, and he will probably won't be resigned now. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> you better hope I Connor Allen pans out. <laughs> I – and it still went long. Now a lot of it, they'll say it's Henrik and this and that. But I don't know if it was fatigue – the Rangers just being tired. They looked very tired the last two games. And again, I'm making a lot of excuses, which losers do, but you cannot tell me that the Kings were so much better than the Rangers. You can't stay, especially with the Rangers with the blown leads and how they dominated one and two when they did not get a win. Winners find a way to win. Losers find a way to lose. So the Rangers certainly did that. Uh, if you, you know, I still can't believe, and A.V., I got problems with him too, Jim. Uh-oh. Two things. The first thing I can remember, the second thing I don't know if I can remember, if I can remember, I'll remember. First thing is the power play, Brad Richards. He stuck with that to the end. There was no way he was going to, to, to change one little thing. I think in one game he may have changed it up a little bit. Brad Richards, bye-bye so long, farewell. I mean, you with the power play is an abomination. So long. You are an abomination. (laughs) And and he stood with it until the end. He never made a change. He never changed it up. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) bye-bye. Let me laugh. I can't think of the second thing. There was another thing. I thought Sutter did much bye, better. Bye. I didn't think Sutter would outcoach him. I thought Sutter outcoached him. Even with that, I don't know. Uh, certain guys, they proved their worth. They didn't wilt. Rick Nash. Ugh. I don't know what to say. Bye-bye. You're dead to me! I don't know. He has now written himself a legacy that he may never live down. I mean, he hung himself a big old stigma around his neck. Nobody cares about your Olympic victories. It's what you do in New York. That's right. And when you don't produce... And yeah, he had effort there, and he had—he just could not put the puck the entire playoffs, not just the cup. What do you have? Three playoff goals? Three playoff goals, all against—if uh, I'm not mistaken—they were all against Dustin Tokarski. Tokarski. Oh. And I, I just listen. I. I'm of the belief of this. You got Rick Nash. I like Rick Nash. I we I think I stuck with him, and Joe Catroni stuck with him, and you stuck with him pretty far, too. But 
for a man who's getting paid that amount of money, that's the guy you need to get you to that Stanley Cup uh, position and then help your team to win the Stanley Cup. And when you can't do that and can't score in the playoffs, they've got to find somebody else. They've got He's not the gunner they need. I don't know how you go about getting rid of him. I don't know if you do get rid of him. Um, but he's not the guy. Marion Gabrick was the guy. But, you know, that worked out in a different scenario. Wasn't, you know, I think we benefited a lot from that trade, making our team more of a, a balanced team with Broussard, who had a good playoff. But he's not the guy. I don't know if he's ever going to become the guy. Could he be like an A-Rod where, you know, he's not the guy and then he kind of becomes the guy? Half our Yankee fans just turned, just turned the show off. Now, let me ask you this. There is some school of thought that Rick Nash needs a number one center to succeed. Uh, great. And, but I will respond with this. Didn't we once hear the same thing about Marion Gabrick? who scored 40 goals playing with Eric Christensen and Brandon Dubinsky. Very good point. Very good point. I think Uh, Eric Christensen would be better than Derek Stepan. Awful. Awful. He had those two goals the first game. he He can't make... He's too indecisive out there. They looked tired the last two games. They deserve to lose those games. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not sitting here and saying the Rangers, the Rangers were out of gas. If they, and this, oh, this is the second reason. This happened in every series I pegged this, and I couldn't understand why the coaching staff never adjusted. The Rangers' breakout plays were per, early in the series. You were getting a lot of breakaways, a lot of odd man rushes, because they were making nice passes up the boards and, uh, and distributing it from there to the forwards or further down the ice. By game three of every series, practically, the other team, or four, the other team had caught on to this. So the Rangers started throwing the puck up the ice and trying to chip it up at the, at the red line and get it deep in the zone and let go. And each of those series, predominantly, other than, the, I think, the Pittsburgh series, the Rangers had leads in the series. So there was some margin for error. This time, L.A. caught on to it real quick. I'd say game three. And the Rangers could never figure out, especially in the last two games, they could not enter the zone. I mean, it, it was either on a heavy cycle by the fourth line, some creativity by the second line, or Haglin, you know, taking the puck up ice. But they solved the Rangers, breaking out. And the defenseman joining the play, which had been successful for the Rangers all year, was over in that series. They never took chances with the defenseman that's coming in. And I think it was part and parcel because they were afraid of what Los Angeles was going to do. And I would have liked to see the Rangers play what got them there in the cup. They didn't. I think they played it too safe in a lot of regards. And maybe some of those games wouldn't have went into overtime, double overtime, had they taken chances. Either way, either they would have won, they would have lost. I don't know. 
but we didn't see much offense from that defense core at all. And, and, and you know, I think McDonough had a goal. I don't think anybody else had a goal on the, on the defense. So those are three little things that I, I thought were, were they got away from. But it doesn't change the fact they lost four games to one. I just feel that I think, I think the Rangers, because what's going to happen now, Jim, is that everybody's going to get on their agenda table now. I've already seen it. The Rangers aren't tough enough. Where did that play a factor in? I think maybe in front of their own net they could have been a little bit better. I didn't see them physically getting abused by the Los Angeles Kings. As a matter of fact, some of the biggest hits in the game, really, I mean, in the series, came from Anton Stroman. There were a couple hits, I think, later the Kings were dominant. Against the Philly series, uh, the Phillies just like, I mean, the, the, the Flyers just like basically, you know, grabbed you by the neck at the end of the whistle. There was a lot of minor. They didn't get physically manhandled. They got to the Stanley Cup being a speed team. And having a great fourth line. That fourth line played great. So I don't want to hear the Rangers got to get tougher. I don't want to go back to the same agenda, be poking their heads up again. <laughs> okay. They just got to get tougher. Prairie <laughs> dogging. Yeah, they're all prairie dogging. They're all poking their heads out of everybody else's ass. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I need a, you know, we need powerful wings. We need them. Not everybody's going to be the L.A. Kings. So, I don't know. So that, that that's uh, that's my summation. I just feel like the media portrayed it as like the Kings were tremendously so much better in this series, and I just didn't feel that way. I felt they were the better team, but the utter domination, I just didn't see it. I mean, the last two games, yes, I thought the Rangers looked out of gas in the third and four, third and overtimes. But they had their chances. Kreider. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. Then I just said it's never going in. I kind of resigned myself like you. I said it's never going in again. Quick played really well. I mean, and I think we hit it upon the last show. I'll, I'll, I'll just end it here. Their defense outplayed our defense. Absolutely. That's the bottom line of it. Look at the guys. Willie Mitchell scored for them. Uh, guys from the back end. Uh, had scored for them and played very well, and they contained the Rangers. Their defense and overall team defense was great. You know, I don't. Is it a stretch to say that that Drew Doughty was better offensively than at least six Ranger forwards? Yeah, although In that I thought series, they did a, I thought they did a fairly good job of containing him. But yeah, I mean, yeah, this. I mean, the Ranger forwards, some of them were shite. They were complete no-shows. Yeah. Ranger fans can tell, say what they want about Drew Doughty. I trade every defenseman on the team except for McDonough for him. Oh, <laughs> same, yeah. thing with, same thing with Subban. Ranger fans like to bash him. I would take him over five of, uh, over every defenseman the Rangers have except for McDonough. And everybody was saying, well, McDonough's kind of struggling. Yeah, he's running all the ice trying to cover up for, for Girardi. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, i just never seen a guy wilt like that. We got a lot of calls, so maybe we'll just get right to that. But Girardi. <clears throat> all right, let's go. I think this is 352. Is this James? 
Yeah, man, what's going on? James. Hey, James, how are you? I'm all right, guys. I'm all right. I'm still, I'm still uh, coming off of the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, you know, these last few games and stuff. Yeah, it was, a, it was a bummer. It was a downer, and you know, we had, we had the, uh, you know, we had the hope, you know. And when we saw the guy, when we saw these guys play, and they, when they were playing well, you get that, you know, you get that feeling like, okay, they, maybe they could, maybe they could do this, you know. And like like Eddie said, you know, I didn't think LA was so far, uh, you know, so far above us, and that's all we heard. We heard that we were, you know, we're not even coming close. Everybody's picking four and five games. That's all I kept hearing: four and five games. It's going to end in four or five games. And you know, like you said, everybody says, you know, a bounce here or a bounce there. It's going to go more than five games. And we actually did put in put in your two double overtimes, sticking your one overtime, and you got almost seven games there. I mean. It almost That's, equivalent to. It took I, L.A. You hit it right on the nail. Yeah, That's to beat to beat this lowly Ranger team who who doesn't have a chance. And you know, I know you guys probably talked about that that interference, you know, thing in the crease in game two. There, I to me, I right at that point there, I saw Henrik unravel. To me, you could see him; it was bothering him. Um, he, he didn't he didn't seem to be like in other words, like just put it behind. Him, say, okay, we still got a one goal lead. Um, you know, we got to just stick what we're doing. You know, we got to we got to hold them off, or we got to you know play a little more offense. We can't just sit back. And when I saw that, I seen talking to the official. But the only thing, I, uh, the other thing I was thinking about was we don't have a captain, right? And I'm thinking about back in '94 when you seen these any kind of calls or anything that's going on, you know. And you see Messier, you know, his mouth always open, yelling at something, you know. And you, and you see Keenan calling the you know the official over, come here, whatever. And, and to me, I, we didn't see that. I, I don't know. I think we were missing that that leadership. That you know, that that one guy, um, you know, maybe like a Callahan, that would be like, hey, what, like, what, what the hell is this? You know, you're gonna call it. This. You just called the penalty down at the other end. You better even it up. And I remember in the old days, and you guys remember it, when when an official made a bad call, you know, they would they would kind of try to even it up when they when they realized they screwed up. They they they'd, they'd kind of try to even it out. And nowadays. It's like you know when when you see something like that happen, and then you see like you know they're not they're not going to do that, and, and then you get into the overtime, and you see you know, and then I'm watching the you know the sports shows the next day, and you see the puck go over the glass, not even touching anything, and and you had the you know the ref skating over there banging on the glass like it was one of the LA fans, you know like I saw it hit the glass, it hit the glass, you know, and it's like well, I didn't see anything hit the glass, and you know and you see that, and it's like you almost could, it's like you almost could could see it coming, like we didn't get this, we didn't get that call. Winning at this call, it's not going to happen. It's like, it's like you're almost doomed before it even, you know, like before you get into it. And it's like, boom, it's over. You know, and it's like two games, right at that point, there's two games to none. First game, you know, yeah, we lost. We blew a two-goal lead in the first game, too. We blew. We came out flying. We came out flying. I was actually sitting there laughing, saying, wow, these guys must be so much better than us. If we could keep this up, we're going we're gonna to win this game. We're going to win this first game. We're going to take the home ice advantage from them, you know. And it, you know, like 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 you guys are saying, you know, you hit pretty much every point. You know, it it just it didn't happen. Uh, I, I, you know, and, I, and we passed up a lot of good a lot of good opportunities. I think with that extra pass all the time, it's been the, the Ranger wave. I don't know how many he is. It's like shoot the damn puck. Like Eddie said, you put that damn puck on net. You it's going to go up someone's ass into the into the net. Go up your own guy. Go up somebody's skate. You might get a rebound. Something stupid could happen. And we saw that. Like we say in '94, we see it in a lot of playoffs. Uh, Kirk McLean going here to get the puck. hits off his stick. Goes into the net. It happened in the during the season. To uh, I don't think it was quick. There was a goalie though, was it? When one of the Rangers dumped it in and it, you know, he came out and it rolled off his stick and went into the net. You know, it was empty. But anything can happen when you throw that puck on net. 
And when you, when you, you know, okay, yeah, I understand, you, you know, you got a system and you're cycling and you're, you're doing these things and you have kind of set plays. But, man, when you got a shot, when you got a shot take the damn shot. Don't pass up that, that chance because you know, you're not going to get it. And how many times you think they're going to take that shot? They pass it, and so many times it was intercepted. And I'm like, God damn it, I mean, they, they, they had that shot. Why did he pass it through the middle? And a lot of blind passes, too. I saw a lot of just blind passes right, right in the middle. Boom, here comes the king standing right in the middle there. Take it away. We didn't get our guys to the net. I didn't see too much going to the net. And Gabrick, what happened to him? When he was with us, he played perimeter all the time. And he wouldn't score in the playoffs for us, if you guys remember. He scored 40 goals a year, but playoffs, where the hell was he? It's like, what did he oh. ball down with L.A.? Or did they teach? Or now, maybe like they say, he ain't the guy anymore. He's part of uh, Justin Williams, and he's part of, uh, you know, Richards and all these guys. There's a lot of guys, and he's just one of them. He doesn't have to be the guy, and maybe he's able to play a different game, you know. And maybe that's the same thing with Nash. Nash now has to be the guy. Well, maybe if we got one or two other guys that could put the puck in there, well, I guess St. Louis now, but, you know, how much longer is he well, going to you know, be around another year, maybe? Well, Jay, and the they got to figure it out, I guess, from that point, too. You know, well, Jay, it, it, let me like everybody says, sentiment. Does he need a better sentiment? Uh, who knows? Uh, but he, uh, he has that stigma now, like I said, attached to him in the playoffs, three goals, and, and it was a, such a disappointment, man. Because I, I thought after he scored those three goals against Montreal, he was going to catch fire. I'm like, all right, if this guy catches fire now, we'll be in pretty good shape. But it didn't happen. And, you know, and I'm, I'm, more Eddie, man, and Jim, I, I, it's frustrating. I think the word is frustration. I felt so frustrated through so many of those games because they were so, so winnable for us. We, they, they were all, those games were winnable except for game three. You know, well, all those games my thing, winnable. My, uh, my, my thing is, and I, I agree with you, you said it early on, was that in the end, all the pundits and all the predictors were right. It did go five games, but I don't think the, it, 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 the games themselves, it just wasn't fair. I know it's not, you know, things aren't fair in life and in gamesmanship, whatever, but I thought they deserved a better fate in the outcomes. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the part that I guess frustrates the hell out of us because look at, the, look at that, that one shot at the end there before they scored that, that winner. Like Jim said, I already had the, I, I, I saw that coming a mile away. When I saw them breaking in, I grabbed for the remote. I saw the, as soon as I see the rebound coming out towards the stick, I was hoping that he missed the net, and as soon as that puck hit the net, boom, my remote went off. I was so frustrated. I never missed the handshake thing, and I don't care if it's my team, if they lost, you know, did we lose, fine. I'm usually a pretty good loser when it comes to stuff like that. If it's, you know, they outplay us, they beat you, they did this, they did that, you know. But when, it's, when, when the games don't seem like four games to one, like back like the 2000 World Series, the Mets and the Yankees, Mets lost every game by one freaking run, and they screwed up in that game one, and they almost came back in game two, and it's like it felt like the same kind of thing. You know, it's like it, it, was, cl- it, was, it was closer than that four to one. Jeter said it himself. He goes, that was a tough four, four game to one series. And to me, that's what this was too, just a much tougher four game to one series. I think that you love to see, because when you're, when you're talking two double overtime games, that they had a – you know, they had to beat us in two double. They took them two double over the, at home to beat us. And an overtime game at home, all the games at home, they needed extra time to beat us. And you're, you're thinking that the way everybody's coming out saying it, oh, these guys are going to kick their ass. We're, we're going to be lucky if we, we freaking come out of there with a goal or two, and they're going to blow us out six to two and five to nothing. And it wasn't even close to that. And I think if it was something like that, I think it would have been even easier for us saying, okay, you know what? They way outclass us, man. I mean, this is just, like, ridiculous. We don't have a chance. They're all over us. But to be so close and just see a few mistakes 
and a couple of bounces, you know. Yeah, we got that in, in game four when that puck was sitting on the line and the other one just the other one just sitting right near the line, you know. We right. had that thing there, and I was thinking maybe maybe something's going to change now because I think a lot of people thought that way, but um, just didn't happen, you know. And it was like we we had all this hope and and, and we you know because we came so close in every game. You always well, had that that thing in the next game. They can actually win this because of Henrik. Because uh, we are playing them pretty much, you know. Okay, there was a, a period here or there, and, and certain segments of the game where they took over and they took control, and, and Henrik played, like I say, stood on his head and played his ass off, did everything he had to do, uh, you know. And, and we, we played some good defense through there. We played good neutral zone, you know. And uh, it just, it was just so too damn close. And I think that's the frustrating I feel. And I keep going out with people on Facebook and all, and people that I know too, and say it wasn't, it wasn't like this. Blowout, like you guys thought it was going to be. It wasn't even, you know, it I don't think, it was I don't nothing think, like that. It was nothing like that, and and think, it's just I frustrating think, when you when you see, the, like, say, the devil fans sneaking. Ha ha! You still got one cup in seventy four years. I wanted to stick to them so bad and say, we came back. We came back from freaking three games to nothing to beat the L.A. Kings, a team that won just just two years ago. And that's the that's one last point I'll make because I know I'm rambling on here, but they they had seventeen guys that won the cup two years ago. We didn't have, what do we have? We had St. Louis and, and Richards and Costello who didn't play, which I thought he should have played the last game. I would have thrown him in there with the hell. Um, and, you know, it, it's like they, they, had, they, knew how, they knew how to win. They knew what it took. And, and uh, like I tell everybody, I think our guys have an education now of the difference between you, when you're getting to game, I mean, uh, round one and round two to, to, the, to the cup finals, how much faster it is the decisions you have to make and, and, and how smart you have to be with the puck and, and, and you know, now I think we know, you know, most guys know what to do. Uh, you know, we'll play better. If we make it there in the next year or two, I think we, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we win it all because I think we have a lot of guys now that know, you know, they came so close. Now they're hungry for it. They got that taste of being so close to it. I, I, I think next time, who knows, I, I think it will be a, a, a different range of team and hopefully a better one. Well, I certainly agree with a lot of what you have to say. I mean, the experience factor – and, I, I, again, it just – you would figure that they would have three overtimes. The Rangers would win one of them. Just one. And, and we haven't won one since, like, 1950, I think it was. Right? So we lost in 79 against Montreal. We lost against Vancouver in, 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 in 94. We lost three times now. So we haven't won an overtime uh, final since, like, 1950, I believe it was. So <laughs> it's been a long damn time. And that might be would, another thing that these guys think about since – Messi, like '94 was different. We had it. We we were favorite and stuff. And you have this leader who's won all these cups. And it's like you had like this belief. Maybe these guys, since there was no captain, and we didn't have no, not even close to a Messi or anything. Maybe there were certain things these guys thought about, and 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 they just couldn't get past it. Uh, and like you said, Eddie, at the end they did look worn out. I think the Kings, like they say, all those every line was 200 pounds. Uh, three guys, you know, I mean, 600 pounds, I'm sorry, like 200 pounds each on average. And they, they, they just, they were hitting too, and, and they, were, they were, you know, wearing us down. And, you know, hey, they, they, have, they have the horses, and maybe we didn't have, we didn't have that, that, that kind of horses and strength, you know. But I think, I think for, for a team that, that was supposed to be blown out, man, uh, like you said, everybody says, you, you can't be more proud of these guys. They gave us a freaking hell of a run, you know. Um, they left it all on the ice. They they played their hearts out. I thought I can tell everybody they they played with guts. They tried, you know. And even yeah, I saw Girardi make the mistakes and stuff. And I seen you know I I actually did when he gave up that one puck at the end there. And people think there was no nobody back to help him, which they did. They started taking off and he, he said he hit a rut. I I can actually see his skate hit a rut. I saw that one play 
the top of his stick broke off there. When which is, I forget who it was came in and put a breakaway to make it two to one. The top of the stick just broke right off right in his hand. And I'm like, what? The, the guy's having a bad enough series as it is. So this guy must feel cursed. And I, and you and as much as we could, you know, say things and stuff, the guy's probably fucking black and blue and full of bruises and stop blocking shots. I mean, you know, all of them. And that goes for all of them. They they they, they did play their hearts out. Whether they played a crappy game, whether they played had a good series, had a few good games, whatever it was. You know, and we just didn't have the like say the the uh, Rick Nash. He was he was the guy that had to really you know do it. Even though he was doing other things, he was he's paid to score goals, right? That that's the thing. He's a, Rick Nash who scores forty goals. That's you know Gabrick was the guy who scored forty goals, and yeah, he did it for them. But that's our guy who's supposed to do it, and we had to rely on Brian Boyle and you know the other guys. You know, Brassard played had a great series. Pouliot played great, and you know, let's say McDonough's the only defenseman. Who was able to put a you know to get a goal you know in the whole freaking series? So we, we need we need more like like '94. We had a Zubov and we had a Leach. You know we need a couple of guys. But I, I think that that Jay Morter he played he played pretty decently offensively. A Schwarman played great defense like you guys said. Dominic more? Like that's why it's so frustrating. And I, and I'll continue to say that word probably throughout the whole summer. Just frustration and 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 you get this anger inside of you. And like I said, I did not watch the handshakes. And I was told, and I don't know if anybody could could tell me or not. That, that usually they at the end, Batman always, uh, you know, says something to the losing team like you've had a good series, congratulations on a great run, you you know you you did the good by your city, you played with pride, blah blah blah. They say he didn't say nothing about the Rangers. I don't know, is that true or not? I don't know. I had shut it off by then. <clears throat> I think everybody shut it off. Because I, everybody told me no, he didn't say nothing. He just congratulated the Kings, presented the con yeah. smite, con- gave the cup, and just said about the Rangers for a good series. Nothing. I'm like that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I, I, by then I by then I'd had enough of hockey season. Well, James, listen, it was good to hear from you. We got to take some other calls. We got a yeah, lot of guys. Hey, great. Thanks for having me on for so long, man. Uh, you let me vent a little problem, bit too, you know, especially with a bunch of Ranger fans there and stuff. You know, so I wanted to know that. Uh, you know, I don't want to like Eddie. I don't want to be feel the sour grapes thing, but it's like you can't help but have that 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 gnawing feeling at you, you know, because it, it was so close and we played we played well enough probably to beat a team that, you know, not, not, maybe not LA Kings who made some of their own breaks, but we could have beaten a lot of other teams, man, and we came damn close, and hopefully next year and the years after will be different. That's right. You guys, hey, hey, All right, you know. you guys keep me on here. I appreciate it because I want to listen to the rest of the, the rest of what's going on here. I have my kids on okay. my computer. My other one's broken, so I appreciate that. Thanks, James. All right, guys. Thank you. Take care, James. All right. <clears throat> Whew, we hadn't heard from James for a while. James, James had, a, he had a, lot of, a lot of pent-up stuff. Yeah, he called. He used to call every week for two years, and we haven't heard from James in probably about a year. And so I think he saved all of his phone calls and just <laughs> crammed it into one. <laughs> <laughs> Good to talk to James, though. James, James was here when nobody else when no one else was. That's right. Nine one seven. You're on Blue Shirt Underground Radio. Who's this? Hey guys, it's Frank. Hello, up, Frank? Frank. How are you? What's going on? I think I think the word is frustrated because I'm still just in a fog. If you would have told me before the series, the Rangers would have had – basically they had a lead going into the third period in three out of the five games. And, they, you, you know, like you said, Jimmy, you, you can't be – yes, you want to be a little sour about it, but you can't blame the officials. They had the lead going into the third period, three out of the five games. And I think we couldn't close the deal more than – the officials, like you said, good teams make their own breaks, and it's just frustrating to look back at it. But what, uh, more or less, what 
what if, what could have happened if we held all the leaves in the park down somewhere. Maybe we'd be talking about a parade today for all we know. But, you know, you look back on it, you know, I've been, I'm 36, I've been a fan since I'm nine years old when my father took me to my first game against the Islanders and there were brawls in the stands and I was hooked. And, you know, after we won that cup in 94 and then we had that run in 97, it was futility for 10 straight years. I mean, it was an awful time for the Rangers. And, you know, everyone's saying, oh, it's hard to get back. You don't know when they're going to get back. Well, the Kings won the cup two out of the last three years. Blackhawks won two cups in four years. The Bruins have been to two finals. I I think the future is bright for us. I, I really believe that. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to figure out because they've got so many like UFAs and who they're gonna get instead of Richards. Where they're gonna go with that money? A little bit of uncertainty there. But as long as they can maintain the core, and uh, you know, I, I think they're good. I mean, I think if they are a good organization, they're a much much better organization. It's funny though. During any of those broadcasts, they didn't mention Sather once. They like no. didn't say. Glenn Sather is really, uh, you know, he got Ryan McDonough. They mentioned L.A.'s GM a lot, Lombardi. They never talked about Sather. So I, I was kind of wondering why they were doing that. Like, you know, is, is, is he burned some bridges with the NBC crew or something? I don't know. But they never gave him specifically any credit for getting the No, you didn't, hear, you didn't hear any mention of that. And, and, and what burns me is, you know, the Flyers basically gave them Richards and, and – uh, Carter basically gave him to him, and, and those are the two guys that, you know, basically killed us towards the end of the series. But, you know, I think I think Sather, after the last few years, he finally got it. Like, when he first got here, it was open checkbook, sign everybody, and uh, making these ridiculous signings, you know, Gomez, Bobby Holik, all, all these characters. And I think he finally gets it. I think the guy has a, has an eye for talent, and, and, and he... And he he makes good trades. You know, look at the Kevin Klein trade. You know, basically gave away Delzato. Klein stay home defenseman guy played great for us down the stretch. Uh, I, I think it's it's you know I think we've said it probably every off season that this is the most important off season for Saber. But you know, I really think he needs to uh, sit down and, and and bring this core back. Boyle, hopefully, you know, hopefully he realizes his worth on another team is useless and he's got a role here as a fourth liner. And no team, you know, goes out there and gives him a ridiculous contract. I'd like to see that fourth line back because we've talked about it on numerous occasions. It, it was the fourth line on the other team the last few years that that caused us to lose in the playoffs. And finally, we had a fourth line that, you know, when you could put them out there minutes to go in a game, whether up a goal, down a goal, or tie, you know, you had faith that that line wasn't going to screw things up and they were going to either get you a goal or they were going to hold down a lead for you. So I think it's a really important offseason that we sign these guys. And I, I don't, I want to see Stroman back, but some, someone will give that guy a ridiculous contract. Someone's going to pay him. Yeah, I agree with you too. I think somebody will pay him four or five million, and the Rangers are just aren't going to have it. They're still not going to have it. And and it's, and it's you know, inevitable that Richards gets the buyout. And, you know, I don't I don't feel bad for him, but I think if you look at his tenure here, it, it maybe give him a C-plus, a C-minus. I mean, he scored some big goals for us, uh, scored a big goal in the Winter Classic against the Flyers, had that huge goal against um, the Caps a few years ago with, with time running down. I, I think he played a big leadership role in these playoffs. 
And it's, it's a shame that it just, you know, they, like they say, father time catches up to you. And I think that's what happened to Richards. I just think he, he you could see he doesn't have it no more. And, and, and I think that the buyout obviously is going to happen with him. I, I've seen some people say buyout Nash, but, you know, I, I, he just, I think he said it best in the beginning. It's almost A-Rod what, what, what this guy did this postseason. I mean, I know he missed, he didn't miss the open nets. Bueno made an absolutely perfect play. That's what you taught, put your stick on the ice and, you know, matter of inches and, and that's in and like I said maybe we're, we're talking about a game seven tomorrow who knows who knows right. I think you make some good points and uh, yeah, you will definitely see Richards bought out and uh, I think he became father time he became father time but listen uh, I think you're, you're right with the Richards uh, the grade because he sh- surely wasn't Drury you know he wasn't totally awful. He had some big moments as a Ranger and some big playoff goals as a Ranger. But uh, it's it was a ridiculous contract, I think, to begin with, if you really think about the longevity of it. And I don't know why we were so... I, I think we just wanted that new toy at the time. We didn't think of how long it was going to be. And, um, you know, I don't think he... Like I said, I put him in the C-plus range... And uh, he'll be bought out. And Nash, I don't know. I mean, Nash has got to somehow, he's got to get it together in the playoffs. I mean, this is ridiculous. So I, I don't want to say it's the concussion. Maybe he's playing a little. I mean, you know, and everyone thinks he's doing little things. Jimmy, you said it a couple months ago. He's not, we're not paying him $7.5 million to be on fucking Erickson. He's not a defensive forward. He was brought here. He was supposed to be the final piece to this puzzle after we got Gavrick, and he was supposed to be the guy, and then before that was Yaga. He was supposed to be the guy. And it gets me because every series we all just said the same thing. If Nash gets going, if Nash gets going, if Nash gets going, and he never got going. I mean, he did score three goals against the, the Canadians. One of those goals was one when he just threw away, threw it on the net when they were down 3 nothing at that point, and it went off the defensive skate, whatever. Right, yeah. he, he was the guy that, you know... We got that this far without him. Just imagine if he would have had a couple of goals in the King series. But I uh, just to, to see the Nash hating, I, I it bothers me. Uh, it he's bothers still a phenomenal player, and we wouldn't have been this far if it wasn't for him. Frank, let me tell you, I don't want to see these idiots with the trash putting it on back of his jersey. <laughs> I'm seeing on the it's that that's not a Ranger fan, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, listen, totally agree. This guy was. What about cash? Listen, what if it said cash? That's not, that's all right. With a dollar sign Rick, is the S. Rick Cash. <laughs> I I could I probably could deal with that, but it, all right, it's somebody puzzling. get to work on this that. Guy, this guy is puzzling because he had a lot of shots on net. And he had a lot of chances, but he never delivered. And that's what he's paid for. And the bottom line is, Ranger fans are going to sit there. They're like they're paying him. He's getting all this money. He better put the pocket in the net. That's all I care about. It's valid. That voice might not be valid for Ranger fans. Is that Rick Nash casting a check? <laughs> um, uh, but he, he was kind of an enigma, but something's got to be done. I mean, I, I don't have time for enigmas. <laughs> no. We had too many of them. And when they never figure it out as a Ranger, Marion Gabrick, he's an enigma. He had one triple overtime goal. Other than that, he couldn't get a playoff goal. If he, then he, he gets, uh, what, 14 in this playoff. So, 
Yeah, I mean, what I, Gabrick. I have no no hatred towards Gabrick. I mean, nah, the guy plays phenomenal. And Tortorella ruined him. He had two 40-goal seasons under Tortorella. Yeah. So any Ranger fan that says he's soft, he, he was hurt. With, I don't care with if he With Eric hurt, Christensen and Brandon Dubinsky as his center. Yep. He had two 40-goal seasons. I don't care if he got him in 25 games. Whatever you want. He's too soft. He had one injury season. Well, no, you, you guys are right. And like you said, it was a great season. I'll let some other calls get on and vent and frustrate. But uh, it was a great season, guys. Thank you for another good year. And uh, have a great no summer. Problem. Take Thanks, care, Frank. Frank. Take care. Frankie, with a great call. <clears throat> and it always helps when he compliments us. Yeah. <clears throat> That's how you turn a good call into a great call. Yes. <laughs> five one six eight five nine. You're on Blue Shirt Underground Radio. Who is this? Hello. 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 Hey, it's Eric. Eric. Hello, Eric. How are you? I'm good. Five we all Eric? come down from the uh, five hole, Eric. Yes. Wow! All the stars are out tonight. Wow. I know. I know. It's crazy. Wow. I didn't think I was going to get on. I just called in like five minutes ago. I feel like we need like intro music for Eric. (laughs) Oh. Let's just do a fan character. Yes. Oh, he can (laughs) talk over it. Uh, Oh, you just called in. The switchboard's kind of screwy, so I just picked the uh, picked the first number on the switchboard. So it's not telling me how long just people... be the last person to call in? Yeah, maybe that's it. Awesome. All right. So I just want to say, Rick Nash not scoring in the playoffs is just a matter of luck. That is all it is, and that's what hockey is. It has a lot of luck involved with it. You know, he shot about 12% during the regular season. He scored... 25 goals, was it? Uh, he led the team before St. Louis uh, joined, so he wasn't playing poorly all season. He did. He was out for a while with a, con- with a concussion as well, uh, and he still led the team. And um, he just got unlucky. I mean, look at Game Five in overtime. He has a wide open net. He sh- he sends that puck at the net. It's going in, and Slava Voinov of all people just waved his stick right in front of it, and it hits his stick, and it goes wide. Like, what can you do about that? that that's not Rick Nash's fault, you know? So what you're saying is that Marty St. Louis ruined Rick Nash. What I'm saying... <laughs> did I get that right? <laughs> Marty St. Louis did not ruin Rick Nash. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, but I will say that Brad Richards kind of ruined Marty St. Louis this last half of the season. Um, and if he had a center that was actually able to skate and stay with the play, that he would definitely not have done 19 games before scoring his first goal as a Ranger. Gotcha. I'm, I'm not going to keep you guys on for a long time. Good to talk to you. <clears throat> All right, Eric. Well, it's good to hear from you. And, uh, and the Rangers, you. one more thing. The Rangers sure. should definitely sign Anton Strauman. There is no way they should let him go. 
You are saying Anton Strawman at any cost. Um, I he deserves five million dollars. He's probably going to get it. Um, and I think the Rangers should be the team to give it to him because who do they have behind him? Kevin Klein. Phoebe. I mean, Kevin Klein is Kevin Klein. They him as a second line, as a second chair D man in, in Nashville, and he was not that great. So what about what about Rafael Diaz? Rafael Diaz did not play very well in the games that he played for the Rangers in, in John Moore's place. Um, I mean, he is one of the more offensively-minded defensemen that the Rangers have right now. But yeah. I don't think that he is someone that can fill in on the third line uh, consistently. <clears throat> Just wanted to play the song. That's really why I asked about Rafael Diaz. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, thanks for calling in, man. It's good to hear from you. I still, I still have that fine picture of Aaron Boros hanging up in my room that I won. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> you won that at our viewing party, didn't you? I did. <laughs> well, Eddie, Eddie I just said, fell off the line. I but... forever. <laughs> I'll make sure when he calls back in to tell him. <laughs> All, right. All right. Take care, Have Eric. Good night. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. Uh, I think we got Eddie back. Eddie, are you Hello. back? Yeah. Eddie, Eric wanted me to tell you that he still has the autographed picture of Aaron Voros that he won from you at one of our viewing parties. Oh, that would be good in some kind of litigation, probably. (laughs) Uh, He's being sued or something. Oh, he's going out with some – who is he going out with? Some porn star or something? Oh, I don't know. Speaking of porn stars, we have Stan from Bayside on the line. Stan, how are you? Yeah, nice introduction. Yeah. Well, you know what, Stan? I got a bone to pick with. Where were you? The whole cup. Not one call. How many times we make the call, uh, Stanley Cup, Stan? Nothing. You are a no-show. You're the Rick Nash of this show. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. wow. Low blow. Wow. All right. Maybe not Maybe not that bad. But, Stan, I needed you. Wow. I needed you in my time of trouble. Wow. Who knew we had so many listeners that we could piss them off? Yes, 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 <laughs> All right. Wow. All right. Now, I'm sorry, Stan. Okay. I'm still in grief. I'm still in mourning. I got over it the next day. Well, you're a more mature man than I am. Yeah, I got stuff to off. Got to look forward to next year. All right. Give us your analysis. Uh, my analysis. Uh, the Kings were a better team. We had our chances. Yeah. Uh, you know they they I mean they had their chances they they didn't score a goal in the third period for like eight straight games and of course not in the overtime uh, they had leads in you know all the games in L A and they blew them they just made too many mistakes that's my analysis but I mean you, they had a you know, they had a great run let's face it I mean nobody figured uh, a few months ago this team was going to the finals. Certainly not after game four in Pittsburgh. No. It did come off the mat. They did rewrite hockey history. At least we're on the good side of hockey history in that. But I think the frustration is the overtime games, that they just couldn't win one of them and give us a little bit of satisfaction for all our effort watching them. That's the thing I think that sticks in my craw. 
especially game two. I mean, that it's three three times they led by two goals, you know, and they had that uh, the interference one with Hank, which wasn't called. I mean, right. that's ridiculous. What I mean, was I, more ridiculous was was in the last game that penalty on uh, Zuccarello. I mean, that was absurd. He was the one who was yeah. fouled. Yes, right. That yeah. was so difficult. Well, they didn't do what they, they had to do. They didn't execute. No. And with all their no-shows, the Rangers still hung with them. That shows yeah. you the efforts of some of the players like Hank and Zuccarello. I mean, Zuccarello was a star to me. Yeah. Well, Hacklin, too. Hacklin and even too. your old friend uh, Boyle. I mean, he played well. Boyle, yeah. Yeah, he played well. Dominic Moore, fantastic. Even Double D, Derek Dorsey. I mean, he stood away from bad penalties. He was always involved. Uh, again, Strawman. I, I can't say enough good things about Anton Strawman. I mean, and basically, it, I did, it, it was like three culprits. Brad Riches was dreadful. I mean, he was beyond dreadful. Uh, Rick Nash, of course, is you know a major disappointment. I mean, for a guy who, you know, when Nash retires, he's going to have, like, Hall of Fame numbers. But unless he does more in the playoffs, he's going to have this stain on his whole career that he's a, a basically a choke artist in the playoffs. For a player of his pedigree to get three goals in 25 games is insane. I mean, he played well, but, you know, he's not a third-line checker. He's a, a first-line uh, goal scorer. Well, talk to Eric Reutman of the five-hole blog. He said it was all luck. Bad luck. 25 games of bad luck. And, of course, Girardi had a bad... Uh, bad uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It was awful. It was the worst. I mean, I've never seen a guy lose it like that. I mean, he... It looked like he was back in midget hockey. It was awful. Bad decision after bad decision after bad decision after bad... I can't say bad decision enough. And he's, you know, he's been a solid player uh, his whole career since he's here. You're dead to me! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those are the three culprits. Everyone else played well. Everybody with an A sucked. Stall, mediocre at best. For a guy who's been in the Rangers system, he, it just, he just he can't physically do it. I don't know if it's a concussion problem. He cannot clear that net. He's not good physically. He never joined the offense. Uh, and I, I like the way Klein and Moore played. For They played pretty well. But their defense about played our defense. Their forwards played, came for the, for the most part. I thought the Rangers did a good job on Kopitar. I thought, you know... It, him being like, you know, on the verge of being a superstar. He's certainly one of the better players in the league. They pretty much contained him. I mean, I think Jeff Carter was their best forward. I think Jeff Carter was – he was going around, around Ranger defensemen like they were, like, standing still. You know, but again, it's the old bugaboo with the Rangers. They didn't get enough goals. They got ten goals in five games, and when you add in the overtimes, it was like ten goals in six games. And two of them were shorthanded. You're right. I mean, five on, well, they have five, five on five goals in the because they had three power plays, two shorties. So they had five goals in basically six games at even strength. 
I mean, you know, you, you got to yeah. do more than that. Yeah, yeah. And some of that's the Kings doing, and some of that's their own doing. Yeah, and, and they, like, I mean, they, they pass up way too many opportunities. You know, you've got guys, you've got Stepan two feet from the net, and he's trying to make a cross-eyed pass to St. Louis, cross the goal mouth. Please. Don't get me started. All right, so uh, good season. I'm proud of the Rangers. I'll be wearing my Eastern Conference hat. No, you actually got one of those? i got to be proud of something. I told them it was bad luck. I told them all it was bad luck, Stan. They didn't want to listen. I didn't touch it. I never wore it. I didn't touch it. I didn't wear it. I had the lady put it in the bag. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) It was hermetically sealed. It was hermetically sealed. i got to have something. Give me something, Stan. You don't even call for weeks here. I buy a hat. Crazy on me. <laughs> By the way, you can have any shows uh, coming up over the summer or anything? Or just... Yeah, yeah. You gonna call once in a while? Maybe say hello during the summer? Maybe. We're gonna be live, and we're gonna we're taking the show on the road. We're gonna be live in Vegas the end of July. Oh, you're touring. All right. <laughs> touring. We're gonna, gonna be in the, in the Elvis the, room. The, we're gonna go to the Gene Stapleton Center and beat up some Kings fans. No, I don't know. We're going to be in Vegas. We're going to be doing things. We're going to have some of these prospect people on. I want to hear about all these guys. That yeah, we'll Post is pushing uh, Connor Allen like he's his agent over there. <laughs> <laughs> what was the Connor Allen all of a sudden is the hot commodity? Oh, I bet. About the Brave Jays and, uh, and all these other guys. We'll get Russ Cohen on here in a couple of weeks. All right. Lindbergh speed. <laughs> Uh, you know, all, the- all right, Stan. We'll talk to you soon. I hope. All right, guys. Take care. Take care. Yes. Good night, Stan. <laughs> I can <I'm> that. <laughs> it's good stuff. Need something out of this. All right, here he is, Mister Boycott himself. <laughs> What's you going want to hear on, this, Jim? After game two, he didn't watch any of the games. Nope. No. The Rangers are in the Stanley Cup for the first time in 20 years, and, and you don't watch the games. Nope. I want, Why? Why? Because I, I want to stop eating and I want to sleep at night. Yeah, well, that was pretty good. I, have to I can't talk to him anymore. The way we were. Sing it, Barbara. The way we was. <laughs> the way we was. You remember that? The dice bit. Come yeah. on, Barbara, swing it. The way we was. <laughs> All right. Yes, Costa, you got blown up. I can't. Talk, I can't talk. We're talking about the finals here. How can you talk about the finals if you didn't fucking watch them? 
We'll talk to you in 20 yeah. years. Maybe you'll watch those. Maybe you'll watch those. If you want to sleep at night. Why watch the, the whole season if you can not watch the cup? If I want to sleep at night, I'll watch baseball. God. All right. We got any more calls uh, on here or what? <laughs> yeah, I think we got one more here. Let's talk the radio show we're doing here. <laughs> hey, you know, this is the number one show about the New York Rangers on Blog Talk Radio. So I don't. Uh, hosted, hosted by a guy in Lake Ronkonkoma and a guy in Mesa, Arizona. There's no show above this one. Highest ranked. So an award winning show. Yeah. I think this is Rock. Rock, is that you? No? Hello? Oh, Margaret? Yes. Hello, Margaret. Oh. Uh. Oh, what? Hello, uh. Margaret. Well, Margaret, I don't know. I, I'm hearing stuff you give us. You come on our show, and then you go on XM Radio with the same bits after we're the warm-up oh. act over here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, actually, is what, 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 what are we, the Laugh Factory? I mean, what, no, actually, what are we, Danger Fields? I actually described... <laughs> Rick Nash to Phil Esposito as being a face on a milk carton last week. And Phil oh. chuckled. Um, no, I, I got dead it. to you? What? <laughs> is Rick Nash dead to you? No, he's not dead to me. It's just, he's, well, first of all, aside from that. You're dead to me! <laughs> <laughs> aside from that. The, the, the thing that I think people aren't really noticing too much is that um, our intrepid coach, and, and don't get me wrong, I think Alan Zeno did a great job, but he was outcoached in the final. He he basically made dog meat of the top four defensemen. I think he could have spread the time a little bit better and given more time to Klein and to Diaz, and, and maybe Dan Girardi wouldn't have effed up so much. Uh, because I think those guys, they were just completely guessed, as everybody's saying. Uh, that was one key thing I felt that he could have done better himself. But aside from everything else, I had L.A. in five because the Rangers just don't have the horses L.A. does. And and that, me. It, it, it was just apparent, it was just evident. And, and granted, you know, the Rangers were, flying by the seat of their pants, they were getting, you know, they had chances, they were blowing two-goal leads, whatever you want to say. But in the long run, it's stamina. Who can go the distance? And I never, ever was convinced that the Rangers could go the distance, not after playing all those series against the mutts that they had to play against. I mean, and I don't mean that in a derogatory sense. I mean that in how freaking hard it was to get past um Philadelphia, then Pittsburgh, and then Montreal. So they turn up, and, and, you know, I know you hate Keith Jones and, the you know, the Western Conference is, you know, God, blah, 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 blah. But the bottom line was I never really thought the Rangers would be able to take uh, L.A. at any point in time. So I was, I'm not down in the mouth. I am not, you know, uh, so unhappy and, and, and having this, this hangover, this hangover of misery. Um, as soon as as soon as the game was over, I'm like, buy out Richards. Let's, what moves are we going to make? How are we going to fill these holes? How are we going to get uh, a, a first-line center, which we don't have? How are we going to get somebody back there on defense that isn't 
going to screw up, you know. Um, and, and that's what I think we should do. We should move forward. We should put it behind us. They had a great run, very proud of them from winning the uh, Eastern Conference. I got my T-shirts and I wore them. Screw that. That, that that's silly superstition. Um, I, but we got to move forward here. And, yeah, um, you wore your shirts, and are we Stanley Cup champions? No. Uh-huh. No, Eastern uh-huh. Conference. There is nothing silly about superstitions. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. And anyway, I think I think we really have. Um, you know, everybody said, "Are you going to have another show? You're going to have another show." We got the busiest time of the hockey season right now. We've got the draft coming up, and we've got the um, July first. And moving towards that idea, I, I just want to lay this on you. Of course. Lay it on. Lay it on, Tanya. Lay it on us. I'm going to lay it on you, baby. Um, of course, David has to buy out Richards. If he doesn't buy out Richards, uh, I'll buy the gun. You buy the bullets and we'll go get him, all right? So it's a game that Richards is gone, all right? Uh, the next thing I think he should do, it's a very deep draft. They need a first-line center. I'm not saying that they could take somebody that they draft and make a first-line center. I'm not even going to compare a kid like Bennett to Crosby, although people are, you know, there's rumors out there. But there's, there's at least five really, really good centers coming up in the top 12 of the draft. And I think in order to affect something like that, say the likes of Trey with Edmonton, uh, they've got I think the third pick. But more than that, Stahl needs to be moved because, He's got one year left on his contract. He's still playing decent. He's not the same player as he was before the eye injury and the concussions. And I think if we can move him to Carolina and get Carolina's seventh pick, I think we could pick up some somebody really good. Um, as far as the unrestricted free agents, um, I don't know. Do we trade Richard's money for Paul Stasny? Would Paul Stasny even come to New York? Other than him, Brooks Orpik, anybody else? I don't see. I don't want Spezza. I don't want some thirty-something over the hill person coming here looking for his retirement fund. I'm sick of that crap. I want somebody who's going to come in and be able to play and not sit on his ass and you know, think, do nothing. So there you have it, boys. We got to move forward. Okay. All right, but Margaret, you know, you're talking about this. You know, like you can't wait. You couldn't wait to get this silly little Stanley Cup final over with, so you could get to the draft. And we don't even have a first round pick in. We lost the cup, Margaret, because you wore the Eastern Conference champion shirt. It's all Listen, your fault. I had one cup in my lifetime. How many, I, I'm happy. How many, you know, I never thought I'd live to see it. Let me ask you a question. How many years yes, have you jinxed our Mets by wearing your 2000 National League champions T-shirt? <laughs> Way to go, Margaret. I didn't have one of those. I didn't buy one of those. <laughs> yeah, but, but guys, seriously, and, and my only other comment about the whole series was, and everybody's going to say, oh, you can't cry over smoke. Well, for God's sakes, they, have, they just had the, the, the competition committee meeting. They've got to do something about the inconsistency in the roughing. It's not just the Rangers series. It was over the entire Stanley Cup playoffs with all the teams. It's a disgrace. It's a joke. How can this continue to go on and, and as, they, as Bettman says, grow the game? If you're watching these idiots and they're making no calls or bad calls, 
something has to happen. And and it, I'm not saying it as a disgruntled Ranger fan. I'm saying it as a hockey fan. That that's what I took away from the Stanley Cup Finals. That the officiating is a freaking joke, and and it it puts a bad taste in your mouth. You don't want to watch hockey um, with that kind of situation going on. But one thing you should notice, and this was something. After the Montreal series with all the stupid acting and the diving and the bullshit, I have to say that I thought that the final was well played and fairly honorable. I didn't see any cheap shit. Yeah, I agree with you. I'll agree with you. That it was there was not a lot of not a lot of the cheapness that we saw in the Philly and especially the Montreal series. So why can't everything? Why can't every team play like that? Why does it have to be in the final? Because they're uh, in the national spot, spotlight. They're on a big Because stage. nobody, everybody can't be as mature as you and pick the kings and fire. Blow her up. She picked the kings in this series. Blow her up, Jimmy boy. I've had enough. I just realized that. That hit my brain. You picked the kings? We're in the cup, Tanya. We're in the cup. This. As Frank Burns once said, goodbye, Margaret. (laughs) I mean, she she already had a cup. Maybe I'd like to see another cup. Maybe I'd like to go to another parade. Maybe the people who weren't alive then, who couldn't enjoy the full joy of uh, the Stanley Cup, would like to see another one. I'm not in this for one uh, Stanley Cup. Give it a break. Maybe they were over in Iraq fighting the war during the Navy You're right, Jim. Maybe they went to Iraq. Yeah. That place has turned around. Oh, <laughs> it's boy. going real well over there. Uh, oh, yeah. I, she's talking I, about, I, like, like, the, like the Stanley Cup final was just a bump in the road on the way to the all-important draft that they don't even have a first-round yeah. pick in. You might, as well, you might as well, you don't even have to turn the draft on until day three. Until the Rangers pick. The guy was a healthy scrab, uh, injured scratch the whole Pittsburgh series. That guy's too old to get out of here. Boy, what a show. Wow. I got to tell you, man. I can't believe this woman. Usually she's full of sad. You know, she hangs out with Espo a couple weeks. She's a big shot. She's making all these mature media predictions. She forgot to have the be Big bitter. XM, you know, she's got to be unbiased now. She's on XM. You know, we're yeah. just we're just like uh, the Laugh Factory in uh, in Poughkeepsie here. She's yeah. picking the Kings. Coast is not watching after Game Two. How many times do you think he get to the Cup? I really. <laughs> what, what the fuck is going on with this, with this fan base? I think everybody just gets so strung out because it goes on for months and months, but. And I think she has a little point with AV. I mean, you've got to go with your horses in the cup. I mean, Dowdy was playing 40 minutes a game, too, in a couple of those games. Although, Girardi, I would have put anybody with McDonough at that point. But I've certainly beaten that into the ground. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, and we're going to continue doing shows. This is what we do. So, uh that's a, we'll get Russ, that's we'll get a, Russ Cohen on in the coming weeks. Always a pleasure. Leslie Trepp. Oh, we'll get, we'll get the same old people. Five years we've been doing this show. 
That's right. We have uh, our our five year anniversary. I believe is next Tuesday. You know, five years of the party's over every year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but this time we did it later than that. And we all what's the season? I was gonna say, what's the season start in October? It's well, gonna be September short. Awesome. Camp. Yeah, September they're yeah. back in camp already. I mean, it's going to be like a month and a half of any, you know, it's going to be continuous. Especially if, you know, if there's another phase to fix the, to transform the garden, then, you know, they got to start in August so they can go on the road for six weeks. By right. the way, I, one, how, how great was it? A billion dollar transformation and at one point in the Stanley Cup final, none of the clocks or, or, or the scoreboard is working in the right. garden. Yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. What a job. Yeah, I- what a great job, guys. <laughs> the epitome of a, the, the hockey game that you really want to have everything working for is Stanley Cup Final o'clock isn't working. Oh, God. And so it goes. So we'll see you uh, when we see you. I mean, it'll, it'll, you know, we'll probably do something in a couple weeks, maybe take a week off. I don't know. It's up to Jim. Really? Well, I don't know. Should we do an anniversary I'll... show next week? You know, we we get. Uh... Yeah, let's do an anniversary show, and we'll we'll call some people up. Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> we'll yeah, we'll do an anniversary. We'll prank call the Islanders. I don't know. Yeah, we'll prank call them. Uh, yeah, I was looking to. I don't know what to say. I'm looking to get some tickets. Uh, a couple years, not this year, next year. Oh wait, and have them actually team. say we... what happened. <laughs> what? There was a, there was a, you know, Jason Spetz has asked for the, uh, has asked the Senators to trade him, but he's got a mm-hmm. ten team list of teams he won't, he doesn't want to be traded to, and the Islanders are one of them. And I, well, isn't that implied when you have a no trade list? When you have a no trade yeah. clause, aren't the Islanders automatically included in that? Nobody wants to be traded to the Islanders. How many guys yeah. you ever hear say? Oh, I really, I really want to be like Martin St. Louis said. It's the Rangers or nothing. Every team, every guys have ever said, trade me to Nassau Coliseum or don't trade me at all. I want to be as close to Hempstead Turnpike as I can get because it's right. a, it's a sight to see. It's one of the wonders <laughs> of the world, next to the Papa John's and the Nubian Health Spa down there. <laughs> uh, yeah, they. Uh, is that one of them rubber uh, tugs that, that newbie in helps us? Is that what that is? <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's a I don't know. I saw it there, and I was like, what the hell is it? Anyway. I um, was just wondering, you know. You know yeah, I don't know if it's a rubber tug or, you know, that kind while of While we're talking. I didn't you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Hofstra is a good university. I'm not knocking that, but it's right next door to that. <laughs> it's right next to that. Don't. Excuse me while I whip this out. Costa, <laughs> uh, is that Newbie to... and Health Spa? Is that, a, is that a rub and tug joint or what? I don't know. <laughs> I, I will tell you one thing. <clears throat> um, I did want to say that the um, Sports Illustrated did the uh, uh, most loyal fans of hockey, NHL. And yeah. we were number two behind really? Boston, I believe. That's not yes. bad. I'd take that. Guess where the outlets were. 
it had to be in the in the bottom five. The bottom. They were thirtieth. They were last. Where were the Devils? They were dead last. Up a little bit. I mean, you know, nothing impressive. I don't know. I don't know if somebody can pull it up. Were, were both of them behind I the Coyotes? I know. I know. The Islanders obviously were. I don't know if the devil the Devils were. Huh. I don't have this link anymore. I had it. I saw it a couple of weeks ago, but uh, I'll share it on the Facebook page. So, so it'll be, be interesting. And I don't know how they determine this. They determine like years, like generations of being fans, and then if my father was a fan, you know, my grandfather was a fan. Maybe that's how it works. I don't know. Hmm. So. Loyalty. Maple Leafs was second to dead last. They have no loyalty. <laughs> I'm just trying to get kind of going. No, I'm only kidding. Maple Leaf fans, as we know. And let's say, let's give a big hand to those Ranger fans that went up there at that uh, Bryant Park over there, watching the games on screens. For years, I'm hearing all Ranger fans, oh, it's all corporate. That's why they always sell out. Yeah, well, how about those fans in the woods there in the park with Yogi the Bear? <laughs> How about a big hand for the fans that went to L.A. for the games? Yes. Dodging a hail of gunfire and smog and every other godforsaken thing in that town. That is the biggest shithole in the country, by the way. It makes it makes what? Philly, uh, Los Angeles. It makes Philadelphia look like Yosemite. I don't know. Philadelphia's pretty bad. Uh, but uh, L.A.'s worse. If I had my choice where I had to die, I would choose Philadelphia. I'd rather die in Philadelphia. Uh, I'll disagree with you there. I mean, I've been to oh. Philly. I've, I've had some experiences in Philly. So have I. But I'd still rather be. I'd still rather, I think Los Angeles is the biggest shithole in the country. I think it's the most overrated city in the world. Well, in the country. And I've been to every city, practically. You've yeah, been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. So, uh,. All right. Well, good night, everybody, and great season, and uh, I bid you adieu, and much Ranger love to all of you. We we took it as far as we could, just two games short of going seven, so holy shit, it's fucking June. seventeenth, <laughs> and we're doing the season wrap-up, so I mean, it's just unbelievable ride. Lots of pride, and I am going to wear that cap, Stan. Sorry. I got to be proud of something. We'll see you guys next Tuesday yeah. night. Eddie, always a pleasure. Okay. Always a pleasure. Good night. Good night.